Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. We are once again, once again with the Silver Quest. They're now back in business. And Pete, and now that everyone knows they're about, more and more people are coming to them with monstrous problems for us to solve. And by us, in this case, mostly meaning Sir Crokington. Because so, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're perfectly capable of slaying monsters, but they'd rather not. Anyway, adventures for this location, Elwyn's Boot. An odd tale, related to you by the seemingly eccentric woman, sends you on a perilous endeavour deep into the thick of the western Tysian wild. Well, let us begin. Be normal or scaled, I'll just do it normal. Let us begin. Your eyes again scour the note you found tacked to the wall just inside the door when you stepped into the headquarters of the Silver Quest. For its message seems clear enough, you're almost certain there is more to this scrap of paper bearing Teak's nearly illegible script than meets the eye. Sir Crokington, a young lady by the name of Owen, will be by today, sometime after midday. Lost a boot. You may need our, and that's cost out, your help. She's already paid us. Having folded the note and placed it on the table, you're about to do what you can to tidy up the cluttered space. Before the expected arrival for Ludwin, when your train of thought is shattered by a series of loud whaps against the door. The somewhat belligerent cacophony repeats itself twice, before you manage to reach the sturdy oaken slab and draw it open. A young woman, dressed in blue and grey finery, her red hair drawn back into a single, lengthy braid, washes in and quickly bows. I'm Ulwin, she says abruptly. Are you the one I have to see about my boot? Of course you are. Well met. Well met indeed. Speaking swiftly, with her eyes perpetually darting about the clustered womb, the young woman tells you she has met up with Teak only yesterday and promptly hired the Silver Quest 
to help her reacquire a boot she had lost in the forest west of Twithick. It's not just any old boot, of course, she says, though I suppose you three possibly expected as much. If you didn't, you should have. Should you have? It's a very special boot. What? What's that? Is it magical? Perhaps. In a way, they wouldn't go quite so far as to make that claim. No, I wouldn't say magical. According to what your college told me, Teak, is that his name anyway? He said you'd be the one to help me. I do hope he was right. Without waiting for you to respond, Alone launches into a detailed account of an incident in the nearby forest that resulted in the loss of her precious boot. You listen intently. Intently, as he describes to you... Uh, an encounter she had with several armoured scavengers. In, a, in her attempt to flee from the gruesome predators, she lost one of her boots, an item she's desperate to have returned. When you inquired about the lost boot, you're stunned when she tells you that one of the armoured scavengers made off with it. I don't know how it managed it, to be perfectly honest, she says. Speaking so rapidly, she begins to stumble over the words, Maybe it's mouth? Do they have mouths? Of course, they must, mustn't they? Yes, they must. Thing. But it doesn't matter. All that matters is you get the boot back. I don't know where it is, or at least where it was going. Irwin tells you that after climbing a tree to escape the dogged pursuit of the hideous beetles, she waited for them to leave and then stealthily followed them through the forest. They all crawled down into a cave, not far from where I first ran into them, she says, suddenly breathless. I didn't dare go in there, of course. In fact, I wish I'd never set foot in that wood, but you can help me. Can't you? I've already paid a handsome sum to Mr. Teak. He said you'll take care of everything. Is this true? It, it better be. But is it? Oh, I very much need your help. Please? You then tell, ask you what it was she was looking for in the forest. She says she was looking for rabbits. It sounds silly, I know. But I can assure you there's a perfectly sound wheezer behind it. Well, I didn't find a single rabbit. But I suppose I found those things. And I lost my boot. Rabbits. I suppose I might have done done without the rabbits. But then I'd still have my boots. Boot. You ask Urin to describe the boot. The young woman pauses her lips and closes one eye. A odd expression making me wonder if she's attempting to recall what the boot looks like. Somewhat of an ordinary boot, she says, shrugging. It's leather. Very fine leather, mind. And the upper half is studded with garnets. I've been told, told the garnets are wet, though they appear a bit darker than that to me. Well, things usually do look different to me, and I don't always know why. There, now you have it, a leather boot with garnets. Realising that according to Teak's note, that Silver Quest has already accepted the job and her payment. You ask Ulum to detail for you the location of the cave into which she witnessed the armoured scavengers moving. She does so, leaving with you no doubt you'll easily be able to find it. You tell her not to worry, and that you will do all you can to find and return to her the boot, which presumably is still quite inexplicably in the possession of the armoured scavengers. It's no small comfort to know that outfits like this, people like you, still exist, she says, speaking softly and slowly. This age is enough to make one lose all faith. But for a few shining lights here and there. Sometimes I think I must be losing my mind. Usually when I wonder about where it's all going. Where is it all going? 
Oh, well, I shouldn't bother you with that. Thank you, Sir Quirkington. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you again. Have I said enough? Do you now know enough? Yes, I think so. I'll be off. With that, Uruin turns to leave. Upon reaching the door, she looks back, and with wet face apologises for not having told you how to find her. I'm... I'm lodging at the Grey Plume Inn, she says, her sour expression revealing her disdain for the place. And to be perfectly honest with you, I'd rather not stay there any long, any longer than absolutely necessary. I'll say no more, of course. Tact, you know. But it's a spot best avoided. For I hear they have an ale that's supposedly some quite something to behold. But for better or worst, I shun such things. But I couldn't hope to tell you why. Alright, goodbye. When at last she's gone, you make a few small preparations for what you hope will prove to be a minor task in the nearby woods. Before setting out for the cave, you briefly consider leaving a note for your fellow members of the quest, whoever they might be. Then, having thought better of it, and still slightly annoyed by your companion's lack of attendance, you tack Teak's note back onto the door and head out. The location of the cave, described to you in detail by Erwin, proves to be closer to the city than you'd first guessed. After plunging into the forest west of Twithick, and struggling through a dense section of wood filled with law and bramble, you reach a broad belt of firs, there, nestled into the base of a low hill, partially covered with bracken, is the dark mouth of a cave. With your senses alert for the first sign of possible danger, you make a slow and cautious approach. With your senses alert for the first sign of possible danger, you make a slow and cautious approach. Suddenly, you're just within a few yards of the cave mouth when the sound of something thrashing through the forest at your back reaches your ears. Unnerved by what sounds like something moving up swiftly from behind you, you spin around to find a massive armoured scavenger rushing at you. The fearsome predator, one of the largest of these beetles you've ever encountered, thrusts its curved arm wildly into the air as it bears down upon you. It's a massive armoured scavenger. The Arbor Scavenger thrusts its deadly horn at you, as they do, and it is slain. 12 XP. The oozing remains of the massive Armoured Scavenger lie at your feet. With your eyes watering from the stench rising up from the insect's carcass, you step back and adjust the equipment before promptly heading into the mouth of the cave. There, just inside the cave's shadowy moor, you make a grim discovery. Lying face down, just inside the mouth of the cave is the body of a man clad in leather armour. A large, bloody wound is in the centre in the centre of the of his back leaves you little doubt that this intrepid soul met his death at the end of an armoured scavenger's horn. There's a law book entry for armoured scavengers, I think I'll, I'll just give it a read. Armoured scavenger. These long, grey-shelled, ominous beetles have a lengthy, curved horn that protrudes from the front of their broad, flattened head. Their shells are extremely hard. A sturdy iron mace lies next to his outstretched right hand. I'll just take that. A quick search of his remains turns up the following. There's some 
other loot that I'll be able to sell later. Or I would if I hadn't gone up and filled my inventory. But I can I can I can drop some some very heavy but low value stuff. Like a scythe and a, and a staff. And then I'll have room for the better stuff. And 28 gold tokens. Some in the form of trinkets. After carefully moving his body and placing it respectfully at the edge of the undergrowth, you draw out your light source and warily make your way into the cave. You're standing just inside the mouth of the cave, behind you from the west. The pale light of the forest spills in to shatter the gloom and glisten off the moisture clinging to the cave's dark, uneven stone surfaces. Alright, I'm on the west side of the cave, and it goes east in a wiggly, wiggly woggly way. A knee-high blanket of mass, m- mist conceals the treacherous, uneven floor of this dank, eerie cave. Alright, now I'll go a bit, bit southeast. Yeah, the general direction is east. Without warning, a large shape begins to emerge through the gloom at the edge of your light. You instinctively fall back and assume a defensive stance as an armoured scavenger surges out of the shadows and attacks. Its deadly horn thrusting at the air as it charges is an armoured scavenger. We know what they are. Thrusts its deadly horn at you. I go into a battle wage and finish it off. Hey, you! Stop stealing boots, you or someone close to you. Uh, I can't really tell which particular armoured scavenger stole it. Or even if it was actually stolen by an armoured scavenger at all. But anyway, I'm still angry, so you still die. Anyway, it is late. 10 XP. Your final blow renders the armoured scavenger lifeless. The hideous creature sprawls out on the cave floor and expires as a scowl fench rises up from its oozing carcass. Alright, alright, I've got to bring... I've got to have some nice smelling things to have around me if I'm going to continue this sort of adventure. After spending a few moments to recover, and with no further sign of any armoured scavengers lurking in the nearby gloom, you once again set off through the cave. Alright, still genuinely tending east. It had a uppy-downy bit for a bit, but we got past that. Without warning, a large, dark shape begins to emerge from the gloom at the edge of your light. You instinctively fall back and assume a defensive stance as an armoured scavenger surges out of the shadows and attacks, its deadly horn thrusting into the, at the air as it charges. Another armoured scavenger thrusts its deadly horn, it is slain for another 10 XP. Your final blow... <laughs> When does the armoured scavenger lifeless final blow as I jumped on its back and I just stabbed right where I estimated the heart was. If it even has a heart, I, I'm, I'm not sure. But I'm sure there's something, I, if I stabbed, stabbed in the right place, it would die. Because th- that's how most things work. Except the undead, because they're already dead. And constructs, because they're not alive. But they stop moving, so good enough. Your final blow renders the armoured scavenger lifeless. 
the hideous creature sprawls out onto the cave floor and expires as a foul stench rises up from the oozing carcass. After spending a few moments to cover, with no further sign of any armor scavengers lurking nearby gloom, you once again set off through the cave. Alright, still making my way east. Another armoured scavenger, just going to quick combat that, that's the random encounter, another 10 XP, suddenly. Boy, you've had a chance to catch your breath. Another armoured scavenger charges out of the darkness, its long, curved horn thrusting wildly into the air as it attacks. Another armoured scavenger thrusts its deadly horn, to slain for 10 XP. Your final blow renders, oh, enchantment devastation, hope you score one roll of 20. Making it even more overpowered. Your final blow renders the armoured scavenger lifeless. The hideous creature sprawls out onto the cave floor and expires as a foul stench rises up from its oozing carcass. Suddenly, for you've had a chance to catch your breath, another armoured scavenger charges out of the darkness. Its long, curved horn thrusting wildly into the air as it attacks. It's another armoured scavenger. And it is slain. Another 10 XP. This foul stench. After spending a few moments to recover, and with no further sign of any armoured scavengers lurking in the nearby gloom, you once again set off through the cave. Okay, let's see. Another random armour scavenger. Just going to quick combat that. For 10 XP. Suddenly, and another one turns up. Quick combat. 10 XP. There's no more. Okay. Okay, I got to the end of the passage and I went up, went north too. And now there's a sudden passage off to the west. I think there, maybe there's something at the end of it. Another armored scavenger blocks my path though. But not for long. It turns into 10 XP. Another one. And that becomes 10 XP as well, suddenly. But another one sneaks up while I was busy fighting it. 10 XP. Alright, keep going, keep going. And the end of that little alcove. The lengthy cut tunnel you've been following suddenly opens into a wide, debris cluttered chamber. Rotting foliage, strands of wood and metal, and a scattering of bones cover the unseen floor of this vast, damp space. Look, I can get foliage... Because that ends up everywhere. If, if you're anywhere near a forest, foliage is going to end up there. Because there's just so much of it. Same for shards of wood. And bones, well, things die in caves. Things eat things with bones. They bring it into caves. The bones remain. But the metal, the metal's a bit more curious. You don't usually end up with that many. I guess it could be the remains of the equipment of other adventurers, but I don't think there's that many adventurers that you'd end up with lots of remains. Eh, well, maybe it's just, uh, well, what other things are made out of metal? There's plows, horse bits, horse bridle wear. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure there's justifications. No sooner have you crossed the threshold, the unnerving sound of moving, of something, oh, and bits of Otoruk. Those would, 
Those would... Those would leave shards of metal. No sooner have you crossed the threshold, the unnerving sound of something scuttling along the passage behind you echoes through the surrounding darkness. With your pulse racing, you spin to find a massive armoured scavenger rapidly bearing down on you, endeavouring to maintain your footing on the slippery, glistening cave floor. You attempt to dodge the deadly frost of the beetle's long, curved horn, picking a number. Picking a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from agility, 10 from body, 10 from luck. Gotta get 75 or more or it'll charge straight into me, knocking me into a wall wall that's probably 100 feet away. Or something like that. Pick now. 83 success. But I springed over where the horn was and I'm fine. Or, what the game said is you twist your white, narrowly dodging the beetle's ma- massive beetles attempt to gore you with this deadly horn. Drawing yourself into combat where these stance, you defiantly hold your ground as the armoured scavenger again charges at you. It's a massive armoured scavenger, begin combat, attempts to gore you, they like to do that, it savagely gores me. So it actually succeeds one time, but only does 13 damage. So I guess it was kind of on the edge rather than in the middle. Yeah, minor goring. It is slain. 29 XP. I guess that's that's the, the boss fight. Or as close as you can get in this game. Bathed in sweat, you step back from the usual remains of the massive beetle. And make a quick check of your gear. Then, after taking a few moments to recover... Make a forward search of the cluster chamber and discover the following. It's all, it's all, it's generic loot, but some of it's pretty good. I'm going to take what I can. I can't take this exceptional scythe. So I'm going to drop two maces instead. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that'll give me room for the scythe. And 185 gold, three in the for- 33 of it in the form of three trinkets. Just as you're concluding your search, you spot something lying in the corner of the damp space. A closer examine reveals the object to be a leather boot. A boot identical to the one described to you by Owen. Without a moment's hesitation... You take possession of the object of your mission. It's Owen's boot, at last. It has an encumbrance of one. Because, you know, it's... Even though I think if I was to equip it, it would probably have an encumbrance of six or something. But it's a quest item, so it, it, it's lighter. This leather boot. It's upper half studded with jagged shards of red garnet. It's the boot that was described to you by Owen. The boot she lost after being attacked by armoured scavengers in the forest west of Twithick. With Erwin's boot, missing boot now safely in your possession, you promptly set off through the darkness, eager to make your way out of the cave. Alright, the fact that we didn't just... quicked, we didn't just skip ahead to getting you out of the cave, suggests there's a pretty decent chance there'll be some sort of ambush on the way out or there's some sort of treasure to find in the path we didn't take so i'm going east back to where i turned west all right i keep going east and it goes all right now here's an arm another armored scavenger just a regular foe for 10 xp another one quick combat 10 xp Okay, okay, I can go south now. Go south too, and well, there's something. It's just another armored scavenger, which is slain. There's nothing there. Okay, and just. And then there's one final two steps to the east. Another armored scavenger blocked my path for another 10 XP. No, actually, it's two of them. Which also becomes 10 XP. Alright, as east as you can go, and there is nothing. Alright. No secret treasures hiding in the parts of the dungeon you might not go to. Alright, now I'm making my way back west. It's twisting a bit, but... Oh, we have a suddenly... Suddenly. You freeze in mid-step and instinctively assume a defensive posture. As the figure of a man suddenly appears at the edge of your light. The man holds up both his hands. As if signaling he does not wish to be perceived as a threat. And immediately calls out to you. 
I'm glad I came here after you did. He said, his bearded face, balding head, and middle-aged features coming into focus as he stepped further into the light. I don't care for these creatures, though I suppose that's true for most. Having taken note of the sword hanging from his belt, well, fair enough. That means absolutely nothing. If you're in the wilderness of Tysa, you should probably have some sort of weapon with you. Because monsters happen. There are bandits. This isn't like... This isn't a civilised place where, honestly, if you have a weapon, you're far more likely to hurt yourself with it. (laughs) Having taken notice of the sword hanging from his belt and the marred set of studded leather armour that covers his well-burnt frame, you ask the man what he is doing here, and whether or not he followed you into the cave. He seems to ignore the question, and instead responds with a query that catches you off guard. Did you find the boot? Having recovered... recovered from the initial shock caused by the man's pointed and unexpected question, You listen as he explains that he has come here in search of a special boot. What he says says next, however, causes you to rethink the entire premise of your mission. Who sent you here to find the boot, he asks, folding his arms across his chest. Owen, yes. It was Owen, wasn't it? You didn't say her name. Well, I didn't know it's her. Not all that much surprising, mind. She's an odd one, don't you think so? Odd. Dangerous. Well, it's good that I found you before you made the horrendous mistake of bringing it to her. You did find the boot, didn't you? Okay, so I can tell him I found the boot, which is honest, but honestly, I have no idea about his intentions. Tell him I haven't found the boot, which of course might is a lie, so... Pretend not to know what he's talking about. Honestly, I don't think he's going to fall for that. There's really no reason anyone would go in that cave other than to find the boot. Or I could just attack him. I mean, it I mean, it's, it could just... It could just be Elwyn just wanted to be sure and hired two people. You know, you know, when you want to be sure, you have two people look for it. It just happens quicker. And, you know, mate, don't, don't tell the others, because then they might think, oh, oh, he'll get it first, no point trying. Oh, I don't know, I do, I do not know enough. So I'm just going to go with honesty. Tell him I found the boot. When you tell the man that you did find the boot, his eyes widen. His eyes widen and he immediately nods. You shouldn't return it to Elwyn, he says, shaking his head. I'll buy it. I'll give you 450 gold for it. Just tell Elwyn you couldn't find it. Mm Hmm. 450 gold. Now, hmm. I'm going to assume that that's less than, that's let, or it could just be he wants the boot so he can give it to Elwyn and get the reward, and 450 is less than that, so he makes, he makes a profit and he doesn't have to, you know, slay any armoured scavengers. 
well, other than he perhaps he already encountered on the way way this deep, and on going through the forest and whatever else he had to slay to get there. So I can sell in the boot or refuse his offer. There's this really no way of knowing what's going to happen to the boot. Who's going to do what with the boot? Where the boot actually does anything at all. It could just be, you know, a really nice boot. Could be, could just be sentimental value. Could just be it looks nice on the shelf. Could be the latest, could be garnet-studded boots of this new fashion that I'm completely unaware of. Oh, no. There's no way of... There's no divination checks or anything, or, or is there? Maybe there is a divination check, but it's... Not. But it's not shown. Anyway, divination, use. Now, it succeeded... But what about if I use the skill of diplomacy? I mean, it might work. I don't think it will, but it might. It succeeded, but there's no special uses. I could just, so we've no evidence about what leads to what. You can accept or refuse. Yeah, refuse. Your refusal clearly angers the man. Then you're a fool, he sneers. I'd rather settle this in a friendlier fashion. But I have no qualms about picking the boot off your corpse. You know what? If you're going if you were going to go for uh killing me, you know, without even trying to explain why you should have the boots and or why Owen shouldn't have the boot. I mean if you could explain why, maybe you know, just have some documents to prove your assertions. Then, then we could. Then, then maybe you could give in to me. But if it's just, don't give her, don't give her the boot. I'll pay you a, what is presumably less than than I've already been paid to retrieve the boot. It's just, just a mi- he went to deadly violence too soon. Too soon. He didn't try to. He didn't even go for. All right, I'll raise the price. Look. Okay. Look. Hold on to this boot for a few days, and I can explain to you why. <laughs> well, that or anything else. No, 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 try and no, she's just, some, just, go going from zero to murder. No, no, I think, I think he's a bad one. I mean, he could be, be really desperate and not that smart. I mean, a lot of people are dumb. That just happens. With that, the man draws his sword and lunges at you, displaying an impressive degree of skill with the weapon. Well, it's an adventurer. Let's just begin combat. Now, I can kill or subdue. Now, I, I, as a rule, if I have an option to subdue, I take it. Unless this person has clearly demonstrated they are not going to change their ways. Say, they attack me again 
after I spared them once. And they know that they have no chance. I mean, when, presumably when they get into a combat, they also see see the see the dots that show the relative difficulty. And so they just got in combat with me and seen the seen the black dots and known they're screwed. They're absolutely screwed. And if they try to attack me again after that, they're very stupid and rather evil. Anyway, subdue your enemy. I'm subduing him because okay, yes, yes, he is a he is a he is a bit murdery, but he's not quite past about past the line to being a lot murdery. The man swipes at you with his sword. I stab at him, but you know, non fatally somehow. He is subdued. Twenty one XP. Battered into submission, the man lies on the cave floor at your feet, struggling to draw breath as he nurses what is likely a broken arm. Oh no! When you ask him why it is he wants the boot, and what connection he has to Elwyn, he casts a fearful glance up at you, and he winces. It wasn't for me, he gasps. The boot wasn't for me. I was paid to make sure Elwyn didn't get it. Not hers either. Not hers. Neither it is mine. I really know nothing else about it. Okay, okay. So there's at least two people who want this boot. For reasons. Just reasons. And I don't know what any of them are going to do with the boot. And for all I know, both of them could do bad things. It might just be for the best to just keep the boot in the cave and make or you know, burn it. Burn the boot. Then no one can get it and do possibly bad things with it. Suddenly, the man staggers off to his feet and dashes off to the west, swiftly disappearing around a bend in the passage. With no desire to pursue him, you wait into the sound of his fading footfalls are swallowed up by the eerie silence that fills the cave. Then... After checking over your equipment and making sure certain the boot is still safe in your possession, you once more set off through the darkness. Alright, keep making my way west. Perhaps more armoured scavengers will block my path. Doesn't look like they are. And there's the entrance to the cave. You're standing just inside the mouth of the cave. Behind you from the west, the pale light of the forest spills in to scatter the gloom and glisten off the moisture clinging to the cave's dark, uneven stone surfaces. Now leave the cave. You're standing in the forest just outside the mouth of the cave. You turn and stare at the dark opening at the foot of the hill. After checking over your equipment and warily surveying your surroundings, you promptly set off on a course that will take you back to the gates of Twithick. Upon your return to Twithick, you make your way to the city's western quarter, where you have little difficulty locating the Grey Plume Inn. The somewhat notorious establishment, situated in one of the Adderstone's steedier sections, and if it's a seedier section of, of the Adderstone, it is seedy indeed. It's more seedy than uh, a, a 
a, a pumpkin could easily be mistaken for an abandoned building were it not for the large sign dangling from a post outside his front door, as well as the unruly din spilling out of its many shutterless windows. A few minutes after your arrival, you're standing in Elwyn's private room on the second floor of the inn. The young woman, still clad in the same blue and grey finery she was wearing when you last met her, tugs nervously at the single braid of red hair that dangles over her shoulder as you produce and hand to her the boot you found in the care. All right, I've handed over the boot. Oh, oh, how perfectly splendid. Oh, how wonderful this is. Yes, yes, this is it. You're most wonderful. Thank you, thank you. This is it. You found it. You really found it. This is it. Owen steps forward and initiates his shoulder cross. Then she steps back and examines the boot, smiling broadly. Then, moving with a startling swiftness, the young woman again leans, steps towards you, meeting you in a second shoulder cross. As she leans away, she step, she laughs, and slaps you on the opposite, slaps you on the back. My boot! I truly can't thank you enough. Can I? No, I can't. You're taken by surprise when Ewan hands you a small wooden chest, filled with gold. Five hundred gold. Five hundred a. Additional gold, although I don't think I'll pro- I'll probably never actually see the original gold. But, but really, that's that's fair enough. I mean, for a lot of, I mean, for quite a lot of the adventures I've done, I've took the full, I took the full payment for myself. So it's, I guess, it's fair enough that, fair enough that one time. The one time they get a share. And I'm sure at some point they're going to do adventures and I'll get a share of the gold. I mean, eventually. I know I've already paid what's agreed upon, but you can't possibly know the depth of my gratitude. Thank you, Sir Crookedon. I know you'll be able to put that gold to good use. No, not, not really. I've kind of spent... I kind of ran out of things to use gold on. I mean, I could buy residence upgrades and I could buy blessings of protection oh I'm sure there's some other things you will won't you the only good good that comes from gold with uses to which it's put does that make sense it should because it's true Owen tells you that she must now leave and she has a long journey ahead of her you resist the temptation to acquire about a destination, despite desperately sensing he wants you to do just that. Yes, off to Twindemore, she says. A long, long, long journey. Very, very long. I hope I find a way to hasten it a bit, but we'll see. Thank you again. Farewell, Sir Crokington. Give my kindest regard, regards to Teak and the other members of your glorious outfit. Goodbye. Owen departs, and you return to the common room of the inn's first floor, the crowded hall, alive with its perpetual drunken weathery that often defies the city's well-known curfew. Seems oddly inviting after your incursion into the beetle's lair. Well, apparently the air was good, so maybe I should try it. However, having been immersed in the ear-splitting inn for a few moments, and having been bumped 
pushed, staggered into and nearly stepped on at least a dozen times, usually opt for the more subdued surroundings of the Silver Crest headquarters. Yeah, uh, I guess the arrow was not that good. Or at least not good enough to be almost stepped on. As you leave the inn, manoeuvring through a trio of drunken mercenaries, who are doing their best to block you from reaching the door. You resist the urge to teach the uncouth brutes a well-deserved and violent lesson in manners. Instead, you manage to slip past them and out of the door without incident. Once inside the city, you turn and head off towards the eastern sector of the city. Curious to return to the Silver Quest headquarters and discover what, if anything, your fellow mem- members have of late been up to. And that finishes that adventure for 256 experience to general and 16 XP to all skills and powers. So it was a well- relatively unrewarding adventure. Especially compared to, say, Proving Grounds 5, but that took hours. Well, about 10 hours or something. So, yeah. Makes sense, it's a lot less rewarding. Okay, and there's another adventure unlocked. It's called the Store... Well, actually, it's not unlocked. It, it's 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 the one that was a it was a it was a it was available the when when we started this episode, but it was the next one down, and now it's the only one, the stolen journal. The valuable journal, the illustrious Tyson Mage, has gone missing. No matter, the Silver Quest is on the job, or it will be. But I think that can wait to the next episode because we're forty-one minutes in, and if I do that. Especially if I run my mouth a bit, we'll pass the, we'll probably pass, probably go quite a bit over the one hour mark, and I like to keep under that. So anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.